Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, and welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon, and I want to thank everyone for reviewing and rating the show on iTunes. I want to thank everyone for joining the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash photo taco and for sharing and subscribing to the show. We've had a recent uptick in subscribers. Really grateful for that. Thanks for doing that. If you haven't yet shared the show and you like the content, help me spread the word. I need to keep adding subscribers so that we can keep the show going. Okay, as usual, I have a really strong opinion on a topic here, and I have a lot to say about it. So this might be another like 35 (laughs) minute-ish episode, but let's jump right into it. It is on photography web hosting. I've had tons of people contact me about this. I don't have a specific question from somebody this time to quote. It's just been a general topic for many, many months now, and I decided today is the day to answer the question. What I'm not going to do is have this be a 30-minute ad for the hosting provider I use because that's not what I want to communicate here. I want to give you the information I think you need to know how to make a decision so that you can decide what's going to be best for you. This is not an area where I think it's a one-size-fits-all sort of scenario. I can't tell you that at the end of this, I'm going to say, go to this website, sign up with your credit card, you're good to go, it's ready to roll. That would be an ad, and that's not what this is. This is a decision process. I'm going to enable you to understand what you should do to, to do this. Now, this is kind of an interesting topic for me because for over 15 years or so, I did website development professionally. So it was my full-time job. It's what paid the bills. I designed and, well, I I worked with the tools needed to create a website for online banking for a bank. And um, so I I have the full experience and skill set needed to go and build myself a website, yet I've chosen not to. And I'm going to tell you, explain kind of why and how you should decide. To start off with, let's talk about the four types of photo websites that I think are out there. So I'm not going to go through the specifics. I'll offer some examples, but these are the four four options that you have, okay? The four types. The first are the normal, traditional big players. You've heard ads on this network for them. You've heard ads other places. You've seen ads as you go to different photography websites. You've probably even noticed as you visited photography websites that look nice. You've gone and searched for who it was. And you'll see names like Smug Mug and Zenfolio, Squarespace, Photo Shelter. Those are some of the big players. There's other smaller ones. But this whole category, the first type I'm going to talk about here is specific to photo websites. They're designed to be websites for photographers. You go to a website, one of those, and you sign up and then you provide some information. You use some templates, you have some flexibility, kind of make some changes to how the site works. With some of them, you can get even more detailed. If you know how to edit the HTML or CSS yourself, you can. Some of them don't allow that, but regardless, they're made so that you go on, you go to a website to build your website, and it's specifically a photography kind of website. The next one would be a similar kind of thing. You're going to a website to build a website, but in this type, it's not necessarily specific to photography. And this is where WordPress falls. 
you go to a WordPress, you go sign up for WordPress, and you can build a site, but it can build any type of site that you want. Photography will work great. If you know how to use the tool, you can build a, a really good photography website using WordPress. But it generally takes a little bit more know-how. You probably have a bit more flexibility too. You can change more, but it's gonna take some more know-how. The third type is using a local computer program on your computer to design the website and then push a button, have it create that HTML, JavaScript, and CSS, and push it out there. And those are tools like Adobe Dreamweaver or Adobe Muse. It's kind of a newer version of that, a little different approach where it looks more like Photoshop. But anyway, there's a local program you use, and there's, there's others that are out there that will help you to build a website locally. Some of them could be very specific to photography again. Uh, uh, Adobe Muse is kind of that way. I lost the thought there for a second. But Adobe Muse is built really a lot more for designers and photographers than, than it is a, a lot of other industries. Although you can do, it's very flexible. You could build about anything. So, but that's, that's the way it works. You design it locally. You don't go to a website to build your website. You build your website on your computer using those tools. And they're kind of WYSIWYG when what you see is what you get, uh, drag and drop sorts of thing. So it's, it's a powerful way to be able to do it. But again, it takes the know-how up even a notch further. You gotta really kinda, I think you gotta know what you do a bit more. And then the last one, the last category is entirely custom, where you're building it from the ground up, start from nowhere, build your website, and put it out there. Don't, I don't recommend this option. I'll go through kind of, there's some narrow use cases where I think it makes sense, but those are your four options, okay? So again, it's the major players where you go to a website to build your website and they're focused on photography. Then there's the go to a website to build a website that's not necessarily specific to photography and takes a little bit more know-how. There's using a local computer program to build the website and there's fully custom, something that's gonna be built from the ground up. Okay, so how do you decide between those options? All right, the first thing I think you have to do is really hard. This is a tough step, especially if you don't already have a website, you've never done a website, you have to figure out what you wanna get out of your website. And just seeing somebody else's and say, yeah, I want that, is not good enough. That's not what I'm talking about. You're not trying to just mimic somebody unless that somebody is successful in exactly the same type of photography you wanna do. Then that might be a really good thing to pour over their website and, one, and, and ask yourself, what is it that they've got going on here that's helping them? Is it just their, the quality of their photos is really super good and their website actually isn't that great, and, but because their photos are so good, it doesn't matter? Or is the presentation of their website just so good and their photos are kind of blah? And so then it's the, the way the site looks that matters. You can start kind of trying to figure that out. You spend some time on their site, look at what you can do, uh, you may even, <laughs> if they're offering prints, you may want to order a print, see what the thing looks like. How does it go? That might be taken to an extreme though, but that's not what I'm getting at. I don't think you need to find an example out there and try to mimic somebody else. I'm saying you need to think about your business. You need to think about what it is that you need to get out of a website. 
what is it that's going to get you more customers in whatever kind of photography you're doing so that you can pay the bills and make a living at this if that's what you're trying to do. Or if you're a hobbyist like me, you can take on the occasional client and uh, maybe even try to sell your prints. I know that's something that I, I love to do as a hobbyist, just even though I don't do it professionally to sell my prints. I love doing that. So you've got to decide what is it you want to get out of your website. And let me give you an example of kind of what I went through in this specific case. Now remember, this is me. This is my own personal decision tree. This is my own personal way I made this choice. And it's an example about the type of thinking that I think you need to do in order to make a decision about a photo website hosting. So for me, as a hobbyist, I, I do the occasional family portrait shoot. I go meet families, usually in the area they live. We do on-location shooting somewhere around here in Utah. And we take a bunch of shots, and then I work with them, and we decide which photos they want to do. And this is the key thing that made me make a decision on my hosting provider, what service I was going to sign up for. So part of my workflow is involves getting the client who's hired me to do their family photo shoot to call through or proof is kind of the, actually the, the word that I'd use. They're proofing the prints. They're proofing the portraits. They're going through, I deliver almost every single photo that I take, which is super controversial right there. We've had topics and discussion on this on this podcast and on improved photography. Not everyone agrees, and that's just fine. If that's not the workflow you want to use, whatever. That's It's your decision. It's your business. It's your photography. But for me, the way I've chosen to do this is I share almost every one. Now, if I took a shot that was uh, me clearly trying to get the exposure settings right. Like I took a test shot just to take a look, a peek at the histogram. That's one thing. But, and I don't share that with the customer. They don't care about that. It's usually not even of the person I'm shooting. It's, it might be my wife. It might, might be the scene overall. And I'm trying to just narrow in on what I, what I need to set the exposure settings to, or how I'm going to set up my flash. Yeah, they don't need those. So I don't send them those. Or if it's a, an individual and their eyes are closed. Clearly, if they're not going to have me use that photo, their eyes are closed. So I'll cut out the ones that are obvious. There's no way the customer is going to pick these. But even if it's iffy, even if it's like, well, it's not the best shot, but I don't know. They could pick it, which is how a whole bunch of the shots end up being. I want them to do that, not me. I want to give them the choice to pick it. I've been surprised even with what they'll pick. <laughs> it was not the ones that I would have picked. And that's the whole point about why I do that because they should be the one that gets to pick it in my opinion and with how I'm gonna run my workflow, I want them to be the ones to make that decision. So that means that was a specific feature I was looking for in the website hosting. I needed to sign up for a service that included some good client communication tools in the website. I need to be able to upload 500 proof images of, from a photo shoot and have the client look at all 500, favorite 20 of them, 30 of them, just depends on what, they, what package they've paid for, favorite the ones that they want me to work on and send those favorites back to me. And the website I've chosen, so Zenfolio is the provider I have landed on. 
it supports that. It facilitates that. It's not perfect. There, I wish it was a little bit more user-friendly. I tend to have to communicate through email and tell the, the clients how to do this process a little bit. Um, it's not hard, but it's not, it's not self-explanatory either. So I'd love to see Zenfolio, if you're listening, I'd love to see you improve this a little bit. Make it just a bit more user-friendly. Um, but regardless, it's there and it's functional and it meets my needs. And it's why I'm sticking around with Zenfolio too. There's other things I don't like about Zenfolio and I'm not telling you to go buy Zenfolio again. That's not the objective. This is not a paid for ad. It just happens to be that was the function I needed in a website when I was choosing one. And I knew that up front. I knew that's what I needed. And so I went looking for it and I decided that's what I was going to do. So that's my point. When you're looking to decide before you go look at all these different options, you need to decide what it is you want to get out of it. And then with that in mind, you go and see who has the best one to meet your needs. That's what you need to go do before you go look. So that's the biggest bit of advice I'd give you. Make sure you understand or think through what it is you need. Do you need beautiful presentation of your photos? Do you need it to work really well on mobile? Do you need it to have client communication capabilities? Do you need to be able to sell prints? automatically? Do you need to be able to self-fulfill the prints? Make it so that they can order the print, you get a message, and you go print it off and, and mail it out. Uh, whatever capability it is that you need, think through that. What is it in your workflow you need? Do you need it to be super simple, for example? Does it need to be so easy that it won't take you any time based on whatever skill set you've got in this area that you have to offer? Or are you going to be able to hire somebody who's just going to get to focus on this? And then that doesn't matter as much because they'll either know it and that's why you hired them or you'll hire them and they'll figure it out and, and understand what to do. There's lots of different needs. You all have different circumstances. You've got to decide though up front before you go look at the different providers, decide what it is you're looking for and how this thing should function. Okay, next two things that I think need to play into your decision. We'll go from real fast. Do you have the skills needed to make the decision? And do you have time to make the decision? So the skills needed. Unfortunately, you're still talking about a technology here. And it takes some technical expertise to understand the differences between them as companies, like the differences, say, between Smug Mugs and Folio and Squarespace. You got to understand what do they offer? There's, there's different things they do. They do it different ways. What's the difference? And you may not even get that just from the sheets they'll have, their little sales pages on their website. But even between, if you decided on one, you think one's going to provide, even deciding which plan, almost all of them have like a, a basic or free or starter or something level that goes on up to pro or expert or whatever the names of their plans are. They have different plans. And how are you going to decide which plan you need? Of course, the higher plans have more dollars associated with them. Is it worth it to pay for the more dollars for you to get that higher plan? Is it, do they offer additional features that you actually are going to use and need in your workflow? That's all decisions that you got to make, and most of them come down to some technical details. So do you have the skill set you need to do that? 
And if you're worried about it, just by me saying it, like, yeah, I don't understand this at all. I don't get websites. I don't. I browse, but I got no idea what's going on under the covers. If uh, if that's where you're at, that's okay, because you can still be an awesome photographer and not know a thing about this. Not required. You don't have to. But if that's the case, here's what my, I suggest: think about the people in your life and find a nerd that can help. <laughs> I say that lovingly because I am that nerd for lots of people in my family and friends. I am that nerd, but find someone who can help you and either they'll help you because you're friends with them and they'll do as a favor. Uh, they just want to help you out or you could try to barter with them, offer them a free print or a free photo shoot or some kind of service from your photography business. If they'll help you to pick which provider and help you get it started. Or if they don't want any of that, then ask if you can hire them to help you. If you don't know them very well, if they, they, or they may even say, well, this is going to take some time. You're going to have to make it worth my while. Yeah, that, that's probably something worth paying some money for. You're about to make a decision on a subscription for a service. And granted, most of them are, you can probably cancel pretty easily uh, it's, you're not going to be out a ton of money in, in a lot of these cases, but um, making a good choice so you don't have to spend a lot of time on it later, it's worth a, a little bit of upfront investment to help with that. Give them a, a I don't know what the uh, an amount would be that's reasonable for you. It's all going to be unique to your use case and, and how you are seated as a business. But if you don't have the skills, then hire someone to help you is a good idea for this. The next or and or time. That was the other part of that question. Do you have time to make this decision? Especially if you're in a situation where the current website you've got is just not working for you. You've been on it maybe for a little while, you've given it some time, you've tried to make it work, and it's not working. It's taking too much of your time or you don't understand it enough. Yeah, having someone help you to make the decision to, of where to go and and how to get there, how to like migrate your site from one to the other. That's probably worth some investment. It's worth getting someone to help you. If they won't do it as a favor or to trade, yeah, pay them for it. Get some help on it. All right, so those those are kind of the very basic things that I think you should do. Figure out what you want on the website, then determine do you have the skills and the time it's going to take to do this, and if not, get some help. Get someone to help you through just this part. Hopefully, if you do that, you do that right, you figure out what you wanted and you got some help, you, at the end of that, which shouldn't take very long or very much money, you'll be able to be in a place where you can do it yourself from that point on. It should be meet your qualifications, whatever they are, so that you can take it from there and hopefully be happy at that point with your website, happy with how it brings in business, happy with the functionality. You'll end up in a good spot. That's what you all want, right? That's the advice you needed. And that's how I think you should get there. Now, a couple of things of like technical details to consider so that you have a kind of a starting point. If you were one of those that went, wow, I have no idea where to even start. I don't know a thing about this. Um, some of the things to look at storage, how much storage you'll have on the hosting site. Now, your needs are going to be very different too there. So I can't tell you exactly how much storage you should need. But I'd look for something along the lines of a terabyte or more. So one TB or more. Um, that's pretty generic. That's going to fulfill the use case for a lot of people, a lot of photographers, if it's a terabyte or more. If it's less than that, you might need to look at a bigger plan. 
this is going to be one of the things that some of the providers use to have different plan options would be the amount of storage. And I'd say a terabyte's kind of a, a, a good watermark on the lowest part, at least one terabyte, if not more. If it's, uh, let's say, 100 gigabyte, 100 GB instead of TB, that's not probably a bit enough. You'll, you're likely to go through that really, really fast. The second factor would be the download bandwidth you get. The download, I don't know what's it called, the allotment, how much, how much download you can get. In technical terms, they just say download, they don't say anything else. But how much, um, when, when customers visit or potential customers visit your website, your, their browser is downloading stuff from your website. They're downloading HTML, they're downloading JavaScript, downloading CSS, and small, small versions of your images. And it's just displaying in your browser. It's just a cache on your browser. It's not like a download of a program like you do with uh, when you're downloading Creative Cloud, for example. But they're downloading little tiny bits of information from your website. And all those little tiny bits of information, it's being counted. How much of it's being downloaded by people is being counted. And some of them will have stops where after five gig of download from your site, then your site will stop working or you'll start paying overage fees. You'll have to pay like they'll charge you uh, a bunch extra for more download space. So it can be a limiter on how many people can visit your website. If you have a photo that that really goes viral, kind of, if you didn't share it directly out on Facebook or on social media, that could be a serious problem and you could have an issue there. So I personally would recommend unlimited there. If you can get that in your plan, an unlimited download. Um, but five gigs and really not that bad for most photographers, I would guess. So it's just a consideration. It would be something to talk to your nerd about if you don't know what this is. Um, the download capability, how much download you can get and if that's going to be a problem for you. Uh The other one that I would personally look into would be how easy it is for you to maintain over time. And the only way you're really going to figure that out is by using it. So as you go do this, as you um, make a decision about what it is you need out of the website, and then you try to get some help with it, um, go sign up for the trials for two or three. And the second you sign up for it, dive in. Don't wait two weeks because you got 30 days worth of trial and be like, yeah, okay, I can put that off for a couple weeks. No, no, no. Dive in immediately. As soon as you sign up, start going, start investigating the website, start looking into the capabilities are there. And even if someone's helping you, maybe they'll help you to set it up. You might want to do this on your own first before you really include somebody else in deciding uh, so that you get a feel for how this thing works and can I even run this thing? You ultimately probably want to get to the point where you can do this yourself. You don't need to pay somebody else to maintain your website. So you've got to get some hands-on experience with it and say, okay, yep, I get this. I see how this works. I think I can do this. Or, whoa, there's too many things going on here. I have no idea what to do. And this might not be a good idea. That could help you. If you feel that way, you still might want to get your friend, (laughs) your nerdy friend to come and help you look through the options. They may not know everything about either, but they might at least be able to make sense of it and work through the different things that are there in the the offering of the website to see what is going to be there. So 
if you that that's kind of my last bit of advice i think is when you sign up for the free trial to t- try it out dive in immediately and use it as much as you can immediately make the most of those 30 days and start from day 1 not from day 28 <laughs> to go and check it out um spend as much time as you possibly can using it when it's free so that you can make a decision. And then once you get in there, you can take it more slowly from there on building your website and getting help to get it going. But there you go. That's kind of the basics of advice that I have for deciding on photo website hosting. And that's going to be it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helps. I'd love to hear your feedback and comments about whether it helped you or not. And what other advice maybe others have as they have gone and made this decision. What I don't want to have happen, though, is discussing why your particular provider is the best one out there. Because that's, like I said, it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. I hope you find one that works for you and that it's something that will help your business to grow. That doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. And it's fine to share that you like it and maybe why you like it. But let's be nice. Let's not tear everyone else down. Let's not tell them they're stupid or anything like that. Uh, Let's have this be a a building up community, not a tearing down community. Okay, that's really actually all there is in this episode. (laughs) Hey, check out Portrait Sessions and Improved Photography Podcasts in the Podcast Network, Tripod 2. Wonderful podcasts that are in the the sister podcast of this this one. Also, um, Mothership over at ImprovedPhotography.com. It's kind of the starting point for everything in this network. Improvephotography.com has constant updates on news and gear and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. The views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!